The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the US? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in their season-long contest and $200 every week in their weekly contests. Just head over to oddscrowd.com to sign up now. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are here. My name is Malcolm Bamford, and we are continuing to rifle through these playoffs. Um, We are on. Where are we? It's What day is it? Friday night? Who knows? It's the middle of baseball. It's the middle of playoffs. It's Friday night. We are one hour away um, from the Sox and the Astros. Um, are about to get underway. In fact, about 40 minutes now uh, in the ALCS. Um, a series that we previewed a couple of nights ago. Uh, that podcast is available if you haven't caught it yet. Um, and we're here tonight uh, because the NLCS, um, the, eventually the Los Angeles Dodgers took down the San Francisco Giants. Uh, so we now know they're going to take over the Atlanta Braves, uh, which is what we'll be getting into tonight. Uh, as always... Uh, helping me out. In fact, more than helping me out, actually. He's done all the major lifting through this playoff series. Um, and I'm going to call him the hardest man, um, certainly in the SGPN, probably in the greater Texas area. Um, I do believe this is his fifth podcast of the day, uh, and he's still not finished. He's got one to go. Uh, so if he's a little bit hoarse, um, he's got every reason to be, because he's putting the graft in uh, for the DGENs over at SGP. Uh, Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. How's it going? Uh, what, wait, not enough about me. Why don't you tell the people what time it is in, in your neck of the woods right now? Let them know what time it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's half past midnight. It's not that late. Oh, come on, that's late. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody, maybe an SGPN, I, and I'm not sure about this, would be recording a pod, podcast half past midnight at their time unless they truly, really had to. But you're a man of the people, and. Uh, uh, you said, no, we're going to grind out this National League Championship Series preview for our listeners. And, and here we are. I Like you said, I'm about 40 minutes away from the game one kicking off, but it's half past midnight for you over there. So though, so kudos to you. And I think uh, a big thank you for you staying up and we, us getting this podcast out. Yeah, I've been out to work tonight. I've had my, uh, I've had my casino out at a wedding. I've uh, taken my roulette table and my blackjack table. So I've got the bug. I've been... Uh... I've been uh, I've been the gamekeeper for the last four hours, but now I'll turn poacher uh, and we try and take some money off the house um, <laughs> tonight. The issue I'm going to have in 40 minutes is I'm going to have to try and go to bed 
Um, Because I'm going to try and watch the first innings or two just to get a little flavour. Yeah. And then I've kind of got to be up. I've got to be up at seven a.m. Uh, so I'm going to have to try and go to bed and drag myself away from the baseball. Um, so I'll have to try and find a way and watch it um, as if it was live in the morning. Um, so game five, Moonaf, the Dodgers and the Giants. We talked about that a few nights back. Yeah. Um, we kind of we one of us had to get it right because I took the Dodgers and you took the Giants. Yeah. Um, but you took the under as well, so we can call two for three. Yeah. Yeah, this was, um, I think it kind of played out the way we were maybe expecting this to. I think both, star, um, well, there was a pitching change. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I think Logan Webb, again, did a fantastic job. I mean, he's been lights out all year long for the Giants at home. He did it in game one. He did it here in game five. But, it, uh, you know, the run support wasn't there. But, you know, I think, you know, when we're in a elimination game, the, the stakes are a lot higher, right? The pressure is more on. And I think that uh, defenses step up, pitchers step up, managers uh, have to make the right decisions of putting in the right close or sorry, the right uh, bullpen guys and pitchers in the right spot. So, um, you know, we were talking about how Julio Urias was going to start for the um, for the Dodgers. But then I think as soon as we kind of got off our last podcast, we said that then uh, – uh, Corey Canabel. Corey Canabel, yeah, yeah, he got the start for the uh for the Dodgers, but I think that uh, David Dave Roberts did the right thing there. He got an inning out of him, and I think they brought in uh Gatterall for a uh, second inning, and then they brought in Urias for for the for the stretch of the middle middle uh, innings there. But um, yeah, I think this was a a good game. At the end of the day, it was it came down to the ninth inning. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Um- we had said that the Giants seem to have one way of winning the game, which yeah. is to limit the Dodgers. Um, but the Dodgers had two ways of winning the game because the Dodgers could score some runs and blow it up. But the Dodgers were also capable um, of winning a tight one. So kind of they, they had two out of three, and it was one of those it was one of those um, ways of winning the game that the Dodgers managed. Um, Max Scherzer. Uh, close the game out. They, it sort of finished with a bit of a whimper on that checked swing. Um, was yeah. it Wilma Flores? I think, but he was going to strike yeah. out anyway. There was never anything more to him. <laughs> than, uh, I think he, uh, the shows have struck about seven of eight times that he'd faced him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 0-2. It just had strikeout written all over it. It was slightly underwhelming. Um, I mean, how can the umpire trigger him there? Like, even the, with the... Be- it's not even the benefit of the doubt. Because you can only trigger him if you've seen it, and yeah. you can't have seen it because it didn't fucking happen. So yeah, why, are he, you, why are you doing it? Yeah, he didn't even go around. And for a, a deciding game to uh, a decisive, you know, series-ending game to be decided on that type of call, I think that's real unfortunate. But you know, aside from everybody saying that he was going to strike out anyway, you, we don't want to <laughs> see that. We don't want we don't want a game to end that way, right? Like at least, no, you're right. Give him a puncher's chance on the next pitch, because I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. Wilmer Flores was one of three in the game, so I mean, yeah, Scherzer has his number, but people coming out and saying, "Oh, he was going to strike out anyway." Well, we don't know that. I mean, he could have thrown a bad pitch or hanger of a pitch, and you know, Flores got a hit, and the inning would have been extended, and it just kind of sucks. That the umpires again, and especially in baseball, have been atrocious year after year. It's happening in every sport, but I think in baseball, it's a lot more evident than than in other sports. Personally, for me, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we—I just had the fear that 
eventually the Dodgers were going to overtake the Giants and we've yeah. been waiting for it since April and last night they finally overtook the Giants and it just, I don't know, um, after that game four, I think that was the Giants' chance and they kind of blew it because they couldn't keep going to the well and winning in the same way. It was just unsustainable. And I know it's only a short game uh, series, but they they just done it so many times. And even in the, the, the previous series, um, it just seemed that it was once too often. They were going to try that trick once too often, a 2-1 or a 3-1 win, or even a 1-0. They had a 1-0 earlier in the series. Yeah. Um, it just seemed that they were going to try that trick once too often. They never looked like putting any runs on the board. It was one solo shot from Darren Ruff. Yeah. Um, and they never really looked like getting it, which is a shame. The Giants have been outstanding this season. I mean, they've won the, won the division at 40-1. to one. Um, finished with the best record in baseball, held off uh, the best team and held them off quite comfortably, actually. Yeah. They never really wobbled. Like um, they, they did everything really, really well. So it'd be fun to see how they get next season. But there was just a, there was a, a looming, ominous presence of the Dodgers for me hanging over it. So yeah, I had the Dodgers on the money and they were a great price. I mean, I don't know how many times the Dodgers this season would be um, minus 108 as kind yeah. of underdogs. Um, so... I mean, we call them underdogs. It was more of a pick him. Uh, mm. But yeah, we took over the Dodgers on the money line. But you were right uh, on the under seven as well. So uh, Dodgers advance. Yep. And they will take on the Atlanta Braves. So um, a couple of prices. Uh, the Braves are plus 175 for the series. Yeah. The Dodgers are minus 210. Um, we've got no um, probable pitches as yet. Uh, lined up for game one. We're looking at um, possibly, we think, or you think, um, Dodgers uh, might be going with Max Scherzer, who closed that game out last night. Mm-hmm. And the Braves are likely to go with uh, with Max Fried. Uh, those prices in the show notes, Munaf, are they, are they prices you've seen attached to those pictures? I, I, those are not prices I've seen attached to those pictures. I, this is just a general line that was put out by okay. uh, DraftKings. So, um, I, I'm seeing some conflicting or not conflicting thing. I'm seeing, you know, some uh, reports out there that it might be Scherzer and Max Freed. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to put anything out. That's not official by, you know, one of the, the, that comes out by the managers of these respective ball clubs, or even like the top scout or the top reporters uh, that cover baseball saying that they're going to be the starters. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is these two, but you know, we're not going to go off of that. Now we'll just generally get into the kind of the, the whole series and in the, the keys and then kind of look back at the, what happened during the season between these two teams. But um, yeah, it, the, the, those kinds of just uh, the, the general prices that I saw right now, the series prices for sure, but game one that was just lifted on listed on DraftKings without pitchers. Yeah. So this is a, a rematch of uh, the NLCS last season, which the Dodgers came from behind actually uh, came from three, one down to win, um, to win in seven. Um, but there's so much changed from uh, from both ball clubs. I don't really think that last that series last year um, will hold. Yeah, uh, too much sway. Um, you have crunched the numbers, Munaf. So where do you want to start? What uh, what trends and stats are you taking us to first? Yeah, I think we can just start with you know recapping the season and and what we saw and uh, obviously season series. Um, they played six games uh, between these two teams. Uh, Dodgers won the series four to two. 
the interesting part here was that the Atlanta Braves took two out of the three in Atlanta when the series was there in uh, June 4th through June 6th. And then the second series they played was um, towards the tail end of August, which was August 30th through September 1st in LA and Braves lost all three of those games in LA. So, um, you know, the, the Dodgers took care of business at home. Um, but I think that I don't recall when the Ronald Acuna Jr. Injury was that's, that's something that should have looked up, but, um, I think that right now, what you just said, Malcolm, that last year, I don't think we can really take into account what happened, uh, especially because they the rosters are slightly different, especially when you don't have, um, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves, and then you you have Max Scherzer and a guy like Trey Turner on this already loaded Dodgers roster. So, you know, those were kind of the the, the season series things that we kind of looked at, or I looked up uh, uh, for, for for these two teams during the regular season. Um. So yeah, the Dodgers uh, won that series, like you say, four to two um, over the start of the season. The Dodgers struggling against lefties. Um, in the postseason so far, Moon. After you think that's going to um, have a bearing? Yeah, I think that the the, the Braves have one left-handed starter, which is uh, Max Free. That's probably going in Game One for the Braves. Um, so so far in the postseason, they rank uh, number seven out of the eight teams, obviously who made the playoffs against left-handed pitching. Right, there's 35 total at bats of the Dodgers against left-handed pitching, which obviously was against the Cardinals in game one. And then obviously against the Giants in the divisional series, they're batting 171 in those 35 at-bats, only mustered off six hits. Uh, and then in the regular season, uh, the Dodgers did also struggle struggle against left-handed pitching in all of baseball for the whole season. The Dodgers ranked number 20. So I think that'll be something to keep an eye on, Malcolm especially in game one, if Max Fried is going to get the start, I kind of do identify a, a player prop bet possibly for game one for Max Fried is either looking at his strikeouts or yep. looking at, um, you know, for, you know, maybe the Braves steal one here, because I think that if the Braves want a chance to win this series, for me, I think they have to win both of these games. Uh, uh, they have to win both of these games at home because you know, it is a small, small sample, but they did lose all three games in L.A. Now, quickly, since we're talking about Max, we just go through his two appearances that he had against the Dodgers in the regular season. So uh, Max, Free, like I said, two appearances against the Dodgers. He was one and zero in that situation, uh, a two point two five ERA, 12 innings pitched, nine hits, allowed only three earned runs. 13 strikeouts and only one walk in those two appearances. So, um Again, he's had success against uh, the Dodgers, left-handed pitching. So, um, you know, once we once the game uh, pitchers are announced for Game One, uh, I'll probably drop something on my Twitter and also in the Slack channel. See if I if, a, if there's a number that's enticing for his strikeout props uh, in game for Max Fried. I do like like Max Fried. He's someone who's been on my radar uh, for a couple of seasons. So, and he improved the season went on. He um he turned into the pitcher that we thought he was going to be. Uh, so he's on the improve as well, uh, which I quite like. Um, and I do think you're right. I do think they need to get um, over the line early doors because it's going to be a long series if they fall behind, especially um, with that advantage of the, the Dodgers uh, not hitting lefties very well. The Dodgers haven't actually hit very well at all in this in this recent series. Um, 
they, they put up a couple of runs in sort of two of the games, but it's still been a little bit flat. Um, even last night, they sort of weren't spectacular. Uh, Cody yeah. Bellinger and then... Um, who, who, who bets, I think, um, Beth had a great game last night. I think he was yeah, like four yeah. for four with four singles. And, you know, we, we know what we get out of uh, Mookie bets, but I think the more, more concerning part for me is actually the Atlanta Braves bats because uh, against the Brewers and again, the Brewers have great pitching and I think so do the Braves, uh, sorry, do the Dodgers. Um, it's going to take more than 13 runs in four games for the Braves to win this series. And I, I, that, that's, I think that's an area that I'm, I think they're going to really struggle with that we know what the Dodgers bats are capable of because of their lineup. We've talked about how great it is, especially their top four, but not having Ronald Acuna Jr. I think it's, this is a series probably where it's going to catch up for the Braves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Braves bats have been disappointing. I mean, they were held in check by the Brewers for much of that series. And the Brewers have got, I was going to say slightly inferior. I don't think it is actually, they've got a similar, a similar standard of, of top class uh, rotation to the Dodgers, I wouldn't like to say which one was better. Actually, those SP sort of one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, Charlie Morton, uh, someone who's going to give the Braves a chance. We talked about with the consig uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just the blokes a robot, like doesn't know doesn't know how to have a bad start. Um, Charlie Morton is had two appearances against uh, the Dodgers this season. With a two point four five, just a Charlie Morton, like just just write the numbers, and you don't even have to look them up. Uh, yeah. You can just imagine. You can imagine what the numbers are before we even tell you. Um, the other pi- people who are likely to pitch um, in this series, Moon after uh, Urias and Ian Anderson. Yeah, I think the uh, um, highlighted. I pretty much highlighted the top three pitchers for each team that we're for sure going to see, and then. We don't know what who the fourth stars are going to be. Um, kind of going. I want to go just touch on um, on Charlie Morton against the um, against the Dodgers in his career because when he was with the Astros, he also pitched against them when they won the World Series. When he was that, I believe that Game Seven starter for the Astros, and uh, he's had success against them. So again, I think this is a guy that you, we may want to take a look at again backing him on his strikeouts also. And then, you know, both of the games, I believe he uh, started in for the Braves. I think they both went under in the first five innings. So uh, we'll highlight that when, uh, you know, Charlie Morton is announced, but yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Malcolm, um, if, if I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think that the Brewers top three guys of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta are better than or equal to Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, and Julio Urias. Because I was kind of, I was kind of struggling. I, I, yeah, it, it's it, it's tough to say, but I, I'm I want to give a slight edge to the Brewers, but again, you can make an argument for both sides, right? And I think that that's where the conversation kind of starts. Is that are the bats of the Braves going to have success against those pitchers? And if they're not, this could be a very short series, Malcolm. I think this could be wrapped up in yeah. four or five if they don't have any success against these uh, against the pitchers of the Dodgers. Um, well, the Giants didn't, but then the Giants were never really a particularly explosive yeah. uh, offense all season. Um, the the Braves have yeah they, they have had this issue. I mean, they, they've won that division without being absolutely stellar. Um, they've had some good performances, some good streaks at times. Freddie Freeman came back into form. Obviously, Jorge Soler. Um, but I think, no, I would, I would 
probably give the edge to that Brewers um, pitching. Um, not by much, mind, but I'd, yeah. I'd give the edge to the Brewers pitching, which does give you a little a little red flag. I think in terms of the bats, um, if the if Atlanta are going to get competitive, there's players you know are going to have to perform. Freddie Freeman will have to perform. Yeah. Um, for, but there's there's players with upside. It's the players who who can who can flash. For example, uh, Travis Darno. Now he's been. His stats this season aren't great, but he missed a hell of a lot of the season uh, with a thumb injury. Yeah. Uh, so when he comes back, and, and he's someone who can uh, put a streak together. He's quite a streaky player. Um, who else? Was there? There's a few. Uh, Dansby Swanson uh, is another one who, good fielder, uh, but not necessarily. He's got upside though. Um, so he, he could put something together. You're going to need some of these players who haven't really been doing it um, we saw Jock, Pe- uh, Jock Peterson hit that home run the other sure. day um, and Adam Duval. So the space haven't got a streak. So you're expecting a couple of the cornerstones, like you said, maybe Freddie, Freddie Freeman uh, to do what Freddie Freeman does. But he's going to need some help and he's going yeah. to need a couple of these players with upside. If they play to the level they have been, um, it's going to be all a little bit meh for the Braves. Um, they're going to, we, they need an explosion out of maybe two or three of those kind of bits and bobs players that they have, I think. In uh, just breaking news, Malcolm, uh, both uh, Max Scherzer and Max Fried are slated to start game one for their respective teams. Oh, so match up there. Um, yeah, to the ground. Yeah. So, um, yeah, echoing everything that you said, right? It's going to it's gonna have to start with Freddie Freeman for Atlanta. And I think he's going to have to get contributions from the entire batting lineup. You can't rely on just one guy like the, like the Dodgers can, right? If you have a yeah. good game from Mookie Betts and let's just say Justin Turner or Trey Turner – the Dodgers are going to have success. But for the Braves, it's a different case without Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, they picked up some pretty good bats um, uh, when Ronald Acuna Jr. went down with Jorge Soler and Eddie Rosario and and those guys. But again, it's going to have to be a top-down, uh, up-and-down uh, batting order contribution for every, every single person if they want to have uh, some success against the Dodgers uh, in this series. Yeah, completely and utterly agree. Um... I think when when the reason part of the reason I kept sort of fading the Braves um, in the season was just this sort of the muddling nature, um, particularly their outfield sort of Pedersen, and they're still talking out sort of uh, Guillermo Heredia, um, people like that. And I, I just don't think yeah. it's going to be good enough. I think, in all honesty, they've probably overachieved slightly uh, to get to this to get to this stage. Um, they weren't. They were never really favourites to win that division till probably sure. September. Yeah. Um, they were then dogs against the Brewers. Um. And again, just like we talked about, the Giants going to the well to win a low-scoring game once too often. Um. Unfortunately, I think the Braves, um, to take a seven-game series against the Dodgers is going to be too much to ask. Um. So having said that, Moonaf, uh, where are we going to? Uh, where are we going to 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 find our picks? Uh, if we think the Dodgers are going to win, they are prohibitive price at minus 210. Uh, you've already led us to a couple of maybe player props on uh, Max Freed, um, yeah. on sort of hits and strikeouts, things like that. So uh, where yeah. are we going to get a pick from, Munaf? Yeah, I'll give you a couple of picks here. And, and I'll, let's start with game one because the, the pitchers are now confirmed. And I'm only looking at the strikeout props for both of these pitchers um, for both Max Freed and uh, Max Scherzer, a battle of the Maxes. Now there we go in game one. 
Um, I quickly didn't mention uh, Max Scherzer's number against the Braves this season. He has two appearances, 12 innings pitched, eight hits allowed, four earned runs, 18 strikeouts, zero walks for um, for Max Scherzer against the Braves. So looking at game one, I'm going to yeah go with the player props like you just mentioned, uh, Malcolm. I'm going to go – I'm going to look at the strikeouts for both of these pitchers. I think this might be another game where we see an under uh, come through. Uh, I believe it probably come out as a seven – maybe a seven and a half. Let me see if uh, DraftKings or another book has this up. Um, but regardless, I think this is why we'll get a low scoring first game. Uh, currently seeing a six to see at eight right now. So oh, wow. nice. yeah. So if your book is offering right now, I would probably take that under eight because these two pitchers have good numbers against their respective opponents. And then also looking at the strikeout props for both of those pitchers. As far as the series, Malcolm, um, uh, I, I got to go with the Dodgers minus one and a half at minus one Oh five here. Um, I just think like you mentioned, asking the Braves to win four games against the Dodgers in a seven game series, it's going to be a tall order. And I think when you have a one, two, three of Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller and uh, Julio Urias, and then you also have guys in this, you know, bullpen that can go long innings and, and arms in this bullpen. I think it's it'll just be too much. And again, when I have talked about this Dodgers offense, where top four guys are Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, it's going to be really difficult to get through this lineup. The Giants were able to do it, but because I think they're more familiar familiar with them because they play so many games in the division against them. But I just think the bats are going to be way too much for the Dodgers uh, in this throughout the entire series for the for the Braves to, to kind of keep up with. And like I said. 13 runs against the Brewers in four games was not going to get it done. I think the Brewers offense is going to be something that they have to work on in the offseason because they didn't produce anything in that series. And I think that's where the Braves kind of lucked out. But now you're facing a definitely better Dodgers offensive team here. So uh, I'm taking the sorry the Dodgers minus one and a half on the series line there at minus 105. Yeah, um, I'm just going to have to cool sign your pick, Moon. I I can't see anything but a Dodgers win. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm not going to put the Dodgers up at minus two ten. No. Um, and I think asking the Braves to win three games is possibly even a stretch. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at a, a four two or greater margin of victory uh, for the Dodgers. So that minus one uh, minus one point five at minus one oh five. Uh, I think absolutely would be my pick as well. Um, the other thing I would just do and. We've used our roulette analogy. I've been on the roulette table today. It's just following the following the patterns of the the, the constant the the unders. The, the Braves aren't hitting. Um, not necessarily the unders on the games because I've seen enough um, signs of life from the the Dodgers. They they went over a couple of times against the Giants. They, they got they put up a nine and a seven, I think. Um, but the Braves just keep following this pattern. They follow the pattern against Milwaukee, um, and they've got an equally an equally good pitching staff to face. So I'd just be looking at a, looking at your book, trying to find whether it's an unders on the run line um, or an unders on the hit line even, and just keep riding it until if the, if uh, the Braves back suddenly spring into life uh, in game one or game two, then maybe sit it out. But until um, until you get to a loser, just keep go, just keep rolling with it. Um, and it's it's not big or clever. Um, but it's going to it's going to build us up a little pot for the World Series just by just by taking this easy chalk. I think I agree with you, and I think that um, you know again, like we said, not having Ronald Acuna Jr. and 
I think they probably needed one more pitcher on this uh, brave staff for them to kind of compete in this series, but nonetheless, hopefully it's still a competitive series. Um, you know, excited for game one, for sure. Between these two pitchers, I think it'll be a battle of the maxes. It's going to be a lot of fun to see, but uh, at the end of the day, I think it'll just be too much Dodgers for, um, for this Braves team to kind of keep up with. Yeah, absolutely. Too much Dodgers. There you go. That's the, that's the tagline. Uh, of this episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Too much Dodgers, uh, unfortunately. We've said a thousand times this season, uh, when are the Dodgers going to come into form and start picking off the other teams? Well, it looks like it's happening this week. Uh, they've picked a good week to do it. So, um, What are you doing to watch this uh, Red Sox game then, Moon? Are you settling down or you gonna you're going to try and crank out one more podcast and then catch the last couple of hours? No, I, I got a little bit of a break here between... Uh, uh, us finishing up here, but you know, we're going to do the NFL week six player prop. So I'll be working on that a little bit. And then also um, watching the game for sure. So we, you know, we got about 13 minutes till the, till we see the first pitch, but uh, yeah, definitely excited for this series. I think this series is going to be a complete opposite of what we probably see from the Dodgers and the Braves, but um, yeah, definitely excited. I'll be watching it. Um, not sure how much, voice I'll have left by the time I get to the prop cast with Dan for the week six picks, but, yeah. or my attention span, but uh, we'll, we'll try to grind through it and make sure we get something out for the, uh, for the listeners. Yeah. Enjoy it, mate. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it myself too. Um, right. Thank you everybody uh, for listening. We'll be back. Um, God knows when we'll be back. We'll be back all the time. Just assume we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> That's why subscribe to the feed. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's safe to assume we'll be back. If there's, if there's baseball to be played, me and Moonaf will be here to talk it down. Um, we've done really well, actually, through the playoffs. The playoff picks have been pretty good. We've found some good trends. We've followed them. We've kept it pretty simple. Um, and, yeah, I think we've done really well. We've, we've, we've gotten a little heater at the right time. It's been fairly, it's been fairly good stuff. Um, enjoy your weekend, Moonaf, uh, all the baseball and the football. Um, get across to the SGPN website and the Slack channel and all the usual places to like, rate, review. Uh, and be made aware of when when new content is being published. Um, so yeah, thanks, Moonaf. Yes, um, enjoy the rest of your evening, your weekend. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>